0: Welcome to the Fast Forward podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. This podcast series is dedicated to addressing the challenges that keep entrepreneurs awake at night. Today, we're going to look at resilience. Uh, We're going to have a look at working parents and that really simple, just asking for help. Today's guest has had an experience in all of those things. And we're here to celebrate the birthday of Career Mum. Uh, So welcome, Amanda Newman. Thank you so much. Amanda, when you have a cursory look at your LinkedIn profile, uh, we can see 22 years of a career in Shell across a a plethora of different uh, job titles in terms of what you've done there. And even outside that, some of the initiatives that you deployed within the organisation. So if you fell over and cut yourself today, I think you'd probably bleed um, yellow and red.
1: (laughs) Uh, that's true, and that probably can be said for most people who have spent a long time working at Shell. It runs through our blood, that's for sure. So when I when I think about who might have founded Career Mums, and
0: we'll talk about what that organisation is and what you do there, um, you're not the typical person that I would have said would have launched that. Could you take us back through your career in, in Shell and and how that's kind of given you the experience that has has led you to launch in that organisation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was so lucky at Shell. I I started there. Um, it was my second job out of uni and. In the help desk environment, it, it's cool, it's fun, we're all quite young, um, but what really worked for me was it was a really supportive culture, and we had role models that we could look up to who encouraged us to achieve our potential in our day-to-day life. Um, not long after I started, somebody founded the um, what was then called Shell Women's Network, and brought it up to the Northwest, and being a woman in Shell, I had no children, I wasn't married, but it really resonated with me working in tech that there were quite few women, and um, in the help desk environment, the the percentages were significantly higher, but as you got into more techie fields, then they reduced, as you'd expect, as we all see. Um, And so role models and the need for women's networks became a very important theme running through my whole career, And I went on to participate and then lead with the um, women in in IT network at Shell and also deliver many different schemes to try and support and encourage women all over the world. That was thanks really to some of the role models that I had. They would come and visit the site. Senior women at Shell would come and visit the Manchester site. And as I became more senior at the Manchester office, I would organise those visits. And they would come and share their pills of wisdom and be very open and transparent with their journey. One thing that I, I did recognise, though, was I couldn't always relate to those role models. So quite often they um, had stay-at-home husbands and um, quite often, sadly, they may have left it too late to have children because they'd put their career first or they actually had chosen not to have children, which is also you know absolutely fine. Um, but I needed someone who was relatable to my situation which at that point I, I'd got married, I'd had my first child. And so I started to recognise the importance of becoming a role model myself. And
0: alongside that, you had actually carried out some very technical roles and delivered some very high-end projects for Shell. Can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I did many different roles. I think the the help desk was one of my my f- favourites and, and first biggest learnings around how to support and motivate people. And some of the, the help desk organisation have gone on to be good friends. Um, One of my other favorite roles, I recognized that I was always very effective in customer facing roles. So one of the roles I had, I was responsible for the um, global IT strategy for our retail systems, so the petrol stations globally, how we would uh, basically have the point of sale systems on site and and how we would develop our strategy to enable both company owned sites and dealer owned sites to have an aligned um, vision for the customer.
0: So that has taken you on quite a, a learning journey, both from a professional point of view and a, and a, and a personal one. And um, I think, you know, that, that journey came to an end at the beginning of last year. Um, It must have been quite a shock to,
1: yeah, so, to leave the comfort
0: of something that you've known for so long.
1: Yeah, I, I'd i been at Shell a long time. Um, I always, I, I never took it for granted. So each year was Um, a bonus in my eyes and and I'm not of the view that anybody deserves a career or anybody's irreplaceable. so I I recognise that um, I just continue to try and add value to Shell and whilst I was on my third maternity leave so I had um, twins in a couple of years ago 2016 um, I learned that the Manchester office which I was connected to was going to be closed down and we all had the option of reapplying for jobs but that meant relocating to London or potentially going expat and with four children at this point and with um, a husband who has a business up in the northwest that really wasn't an option for me and I I loved Shell that much that I toyed around in my head with whether I could make it work being five days a week in London and having a nanny um, and all of the sacrifices I'd have to make but I decided that I had boundaries and that wasn't going to work for my family so I made the decision whilst I was on maternity leave that I was going to be taking redundancy. Shell were very generous and fair, so you did have to work. There was an additional almost year when I came back that I had to deliver in a transition role. And whilst I was doing that role, it wasn't it wasn't a chosen position, so I was leading an organisational change with some process changes in back office IT. Um, I decided to to make it worthwhile to really feel rewarded for being away from my four children every day I wanted to feel like I was giving something back to Shell and that I would leave with a legacy. So during that period, I engaged with the UK country chair and the VP of HR to um, improve the maternity leave, uh, not the process as such, but the the handling of the process and the engagement with people um, and also recognising that Given our new hub location strategy, where everybody had to move to the central hubs, the Bangalore hub was becoming a big strategic part of Shell. And if we were going to achieve, or if Shell were going to achieve their future vision for women in in IT and, and senior roles, then we had to invest in those women in India. So I developed the structure for a mentoring program for Shell women in India.
0: Um, I think um, there's it's well documented in terms of research in terms of the commercial impact that diversity within a business can have so um you know being let's you say a legacy that you can leave behind that ensures sort of the the continued success of a business that it sounds like you you really have a lot of a continued love for so it must have been quite
1: a shock when that journey was over how did yeah. you deal with that so um I, I recognized that through my last few months i knew it was going to be hard and i was concerned about losing a significant part of my identity um i'd not just been a, a I'd never been a stay-at-home mum. At that point, I decided I was going to be taking a year out to stay with my family. And I was concerned as to what would happen to the professional and, and Shell side of me. So I asked Shell to sponsor having uh, an executive coach, which was one of the best decisions I made, really. So a lady called Amanda Davey then coached me through my offboarding from Shell um, and gave me some brilliant tools and techniques. And actually, that's been a theme through my career to not be afraid to ask for help and, and to get the support where you need it. So using those tools, I, I I told her that I was concerned that once I, having been on maternity leave previously, my brain just turns to mush. And I'm, I don't, I'm not suggesting that applies to everybody, but I know a lot of my friends I've spoken to can relate to it. And all of the knowledge and learnings and inspiring women that I tried to do through my career, I, I was worried I would lose that. So I started blogging um, And and really downloading all of my information and and, uh, learnings and experience and pills of wisdom through my career. And very quickly, I was getting about 300 hits a month. And my my coach encouraged me to start blogging because I was just talking about it. And she said, stop talking and take action and just start doing it. I said, well, I don't know how to do a blog. I'd never created a website. um, And actually, it really wasn't hard. And sometimes you just need to take that first step and get on with it. So very quickly, I was getting about 300 hits a week to my blog. And I realized I wanted to start engaging with the community that were reading my blogs. Um, And at that point, I had been using Facebook quite actively to engage with other twin mums because twins was a big surprise to me. I had no experience of twins and nobody in my family had uh, experience of twins. So the lady that run the twin mum community on Facebook was quite inspiring and had a very engaged group. And I thought, you know what, I could set up a, a career mum Facebook group which we've just celebrated the first birthday of and we've now grown to 3,000 global members over over 60 countries so I'm really delighted with the growth of that. Um,
0: I'm a member of that group and it's it's quite inspiring to see the the peer-to-peer support that that goes on people put in genuine challenges that they're facing um, particularly particularly mums with their careers yeah and the advice that they get but when you see the feedback a couple of months later in terms of what positive impact that's had and those people who've achieved whatever challenge or overcome that challenge it's really inspiring to see so you took that um piece of ask for help and took it to the extreme by asking three three thousand other people for help
1: yeah and 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 one of the um one of my ethos for the group which is to support and empower women to reach their potential part of that is about me being really transparent about my journey so I don't want you know I used to look at the role models that I had in my career and their life looked rosy and glossy and easy and they didn't necessarily talk about the day-to-day mundane challenges of it so you may find me blogging at you know, vlogging at 4.30 from Stockport train station on a Monday morning when I've got a four hour commute to get to the office and I've left screaming children at home. And I'll talk about the realities of that because it's at those points that women often decide to drop out um, and think this is too hard and I'm I'm going to leave my career for now. And then they struggle to get back into it. And I I think for entrepreneurs as well, there can be times where it just feels too hard. But if you had the right support structure and a role model where you think, well, they got over that hurdle and just keep going, then then you can keep doing it
0: um i think you've kind of just nailed it on the head there i mean many entrepreneurs that are listening to this and will be at wake at night because they are working parents um you know they'll be hitting uh, quite a few challenges and they're they're fairly con- similar i think uh, parents had quite a, a few similar ones can you talk about some of the ones that you encountered um, the ones that you really struggled with and how you then eventually overcame them what advice that you would have for those people out there
1: well it's probably firstly important to say that I've not overcome all the challenges so just because I blog as the career mum and I run the group it doesn't mean that I'm perfect and I've got it all sorted. I don't but I seek advice from members of the group and I've had some great advice myself. I think some of the big challenges are for me personally being in a dual career family um, but I still I, I still play the primary carer role um, and so I'm still organising the logistics of everything and you know there were times when I, I've got a nanny for two and a half days a week and I've and they go to nursery two and a half days a week and my older two at school. But there are times where I shared in the group that I'd sent, you know, a full A4 essay text to my nanny to say these are the instructions for the next four days while I'm away. And you know, then I was sending a text to somebody else with similar instructions and, and the group fed back to me that what would happen if you didn't do that? Just let it go. You know, sometimes you just have to let things run and, and make sure you've got headspace for the right things so I have taken that feedback on board and I'm not so prescriptive when I go away and if my daughter forgets her sports kit then that's down to her you know she's nine now and she needs to start learning to remember I don't need to give detailed itemized instructions for everybody. Is that making sure that you trust the support
0: network that's around you?
1: Yeah and obviously I try and set them up for success so I'll have a diary out so they know what's coming that day but I don't need to be um, micromanaging. So over this
0: um, last 20 years, you've gone from being young, free and single to married, mother of one, mother of two, and then suddenly doubling the numbers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there must have been different challenges with each of, the, each of the children as they came along, or I don't know, I'm from a family of eight, and I think after three wow. or four, it, <laughs> I don't know if it makes much of a difference, it just turns into a blur, but there, there must be challenges with that. Um, you know, what are you what to the
1: other two? You've got two. Uh, 13 so. and nine. Okay, so... I think um, the biggest challenge was actually my first. So I was in a in a role there where I was travelling the world. Um, i am always been financially independent in that. You know, if I want to buy a pair of shoes, I can. And if I want to go out to the cinema that night, I can. You don't have to pre-plan. Um, I went from travelling the world as kind of a fairly independent woman to then being stuck at home 24-7 with a new baby and not knowing what I was doing. So that was definitely the biggest challenge. And... Um, I actually got a promotion when I was on maternity leave to come back and manage the uh, UK help desk, which was about 200 people. And when I came back, um, which was my dream job and something I'd, I'd aspired to through what was then about eight or nine years of my previous career... And when I came back within a few weeks, I I got pulled to one side by our leadership, our global leadership team and told that I was going to have to hold a town hall with all of the IT staff in the northwest and let them know that we would be outsourcing all their jobs. So my dream job quickly became um, not so much of a dream job. And and then sadly, a few weeks after that, my dad learned that he had a terminal brain tumor. So um, actually, that part of my life is is quite clearly where i learned to surround yourself by a great support network not just at home but at work so though i was um, really struggling emotionally and i did again ask for help there um, to to make me mentally stronger i would come into work every day and i would talk to my team leaders about how i was feeling and my boss over in houston um, an amazing guy called lewis houston uh, fed back to me that they, they'd they called him up and said they were really worried because I was coming into work and they thought I should be staying at home. And he said, well, she considers this to be her safe place and she likes the distraction of coming to work. So as long as she wants to come into work, embrace it and welcome her. So that that's the other thing I would suggest, especially for entrepreneurs. I think it can probably be quite isolating But join groups such as mine, and there must be lots of others out there. And one of the first mentoring circles, actually, we're about to launch mentoring circles, uh, we're setting up in the Northwest, is for small business owners. Um, And it's just a group of people getting together and talking about some of the challenges of of being an entrepreneur and being isolated. But surround yourself by people who, as my executive coach called it, your A-team. So build that A-team up, people who will support and give you advice for different challenges and areas of your life.
0: Um, as a parent, then, um, through that period, you must have had to deal with, although it sounds like Sh- Shell has been inc- an incredibly supportive environment, um, you know, you do deal with lots of individuals on a day-to-day basis, um, and the, the stigma that can sometimes come with being uh, a, a working parent, a travelling working parent, you know, in a high-flying career, um, how did you deal with, What were, were there stigmas
1: there, or...? Well, I can give a about? recent example for this week. So, yeah. one thing we've not discussed yet is um, I decided to take a year out, and then the power of networks. An old school friend who I hadn't spoken to in over twenty years contacted me. We'd been been connected on Facebook, and he'd seen my blogging. He'd seen that I'd left Shell. I'd occasionally posted about some of the things I do at Shell, and he said, "I work at Microsoft. Um, There's a great job. I think you'd be a good fit. Can I refer you internally?" and I know how these things work I'm not sure my CV would have got to the top of the pile if I'd just been an external applicant Mm. but ultimately I got that job and I'd gone from thinking I loved Shell I could never love another company as much as I loved Shell to, to that I would be contracting somewhere and just doing short stint contracts sharing my experience to thinking actually Microsoft's pretty amazing and I think I might be able to love them as much (laughs) and so I got the job and took it so I've been there uh, five months now um just this week actually I just got back late from some training uh with an amazing trainer he he was really inspiring and he didn't mean anything by this but one of the things I shared was I had four kids and a a bit later he came to me and he said so you've got four kids what are you doing here and I just thought he didn't mean anything by it but it is it's people's perceptions you know why why aren't you at home with your kids and I kind of jokingly went, "Well, would you say that to my husband?" You know, probably not. But you know, there was a that was a very European um, cohort on the course, uh, and a German colleague said to me, "You know, how do you do it? Why do you do it?" Um, and the fact is that I'm very inspired by working, and I like I like to work. It does give me challenges, but I also recognise that in five to ten years' time, my family are going to start growing up and leaving home. My eldest is now almost fourteen and um who would i be then if i give it all up so i've got to think about my future as well you need to have
0: a i think a unique level of resi- resilience to kind of handle those types of well-meaning
1: and and definitely not not uh, ill-intentioned comments and i think i got that resilience by watching other role models go through similar things which again which is why it's so important for us all to be open and transparent and talk about the challenges we face and how we overcome them to help other people in their own resilience yeah it's that trying to educate people to
0: not be judgmental as you say some people don't have children have chosen that path or have missed that opportunity but you can't really judge them no matter what they've done so what advice then um, would you give to um, entrepreneurs that are out there that are aspiring parents or are, are currently trying to juggle that, particularly at that early stage, um, you know, when they're trying to get the business off the ground, bootstrapping, having to prioritise, put you know, put the business first in some occasions. How do you help them deal? You know, What advice would you have in terms of dealing with
1: the guilt or how to get that balance into their lives? Well, I think firstly, be clear on your boundaries. So when i i've never been an entrepreneur in, in that i've never worked for myself but my husband is an entrepreneur and i think it's really hard what, what i observe is it is very hard to drive your own company and you can never really switch off so my suggestion would be find a period of the day where you can switch off and if you do have children be clear on your boundaries um, be clear on your working hours be clear on when you're going to be looking at email and when you're not nothing is that urgent i don't believe anything's that urgent and also just remember the why. So hang on to why you're doing it, what's motivating you. Um, the last five months have not been easy. I have had moments where the juggle has, has been almost impossible. And I have to hang on to the fact that I'm here because I choose to be. Um, I'm a big fan of a book called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And one of her philosophies is we are where we're meant to be in life. Um, and I know it's it, it, some people may or may not relate to that but for me I think all of the stages that I've gone through in my life have been for a reason so I hang on to the fact well it's difficult now and that's because I'm meant to learn something and I will get over this hurdle and this hump um, and I am resilient and I'm strong and I can do it and I would regret giving it up so just have to keep going I would buy into that,
0: uh, buy into that ethos so you're, you're back now immersed in corporate life um,
1: how does that feel? Oh, it feels great. Um, It's really weird. It feels a bit, a bit like uh, I'm being disloyal. <laughs> I have to keep reminding myself. I, yeah, I work at I work at Microsoft now. So somebody just this week was asking me about what I did at Shell, and I found myself saying, "Well, we did this," and, we, and then I was like, "It's not we. It's Shell." And it's it, it's uh, a yeah. you know I speak to other Shell colleagues who have since left, and I think it's hard to drum that out of yourself. But actually, I feel incredibly proud to be part to have fallen from the best fuels retailer in the world to the best tech company in the world and apart from UK fast of course <laughs> um, to to working for a company who has Satya Nadella at his helm uh, the CEO whose ethos is come as you are and do what you love and I really see that reflected through the diversity in the organization and um, and it's giving me a platform actually for the career mum which is why I think this is part of my career journey so I'm I'm members of the career Mum group are asking me to speak on panels at their events. So I was at the Unilever uh, Women in Tech launch, I spoke with Dell and Google, and I shared my career journey. And soon I'll be going to the three launch of their community called STEM Connects, which is hosted by the Women in Tech lead. um, And it's connecting all of the uh, tech companies in the in the and for Corridor in the UK. And so um, my combined combination of my passion and my love of working is, is bringing me to quite a happy place.
0: Let's talk specifically about Career Mum then. Um, it evolved from your from your blog into your group. What is the purpose and the and the objectives?
1: What do you want it to achieve? I think primarily I set it up um, to support me through my change initially. So it, it was the dawning of as I was offboarding from Shell I had an amazing supportive global community and at that point in my head I was going to be a stay-at-home mum for a year and I love diversity and I love different cultures and I thought and every day through the last 20 years I'd been on the phone to people all over the world and I thought I'm going to lose that you know how how will I stay connected with the rest of the world um, so I set the group up not just to connect with the people who were reading my blog, but also for me to stay connected with the world and all of the other women that inspire me around the world. I also recognised that I had the most amazing um, network of men and women in Shell that I wanted to share with the world. And outside of Shell as well, I, had, I developed a great network, um, such as everybody here at, at UK Fast and Tech Manchester. You know, I wanted to share those people with the world. And I thought, if I shared, and then if everybody else who joins shared, what an amazing platform this would be of supportive, um, like-minded people. So it started off in November um, 2017 with me basically just inviting my friends and sharing the blog and saying, um, invite your friends. Um, And not all of my friends. I just, at that point, I'd set it up for only women, which was, in hindsight... It's not what I'm about because in the women in IT community in Shell, we became balance at Shell because we recognized that to support and empower women, you need men on board too. But I wanted to make it a safe environment where people could feel they could share whatever they needed to talk about. And at that point, it felt appropriate to just make it women. And it was very early in the group that somebody said, Why aren't men invited? Um so I did a vote because I was torn. I was like I I'm 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 not sure what the right approach is here. And the vote came out I think 51% versus 49% towards inviting men, which was great. And so at that point we opened the doors to everybody. So it's anybody who's on board with supporting and empowering women to reach their potential. Um and we've got some great stay-at-home dads in the group. We've got uh, one of our ad- admin um, leads. So I've got a team of five admins who support me now. The group's grown super big. So you do have to sometimes, if, if conversations get heated or you might get unusual member requests, I need support on those kind of things. But there's a guy called Paul Porter who's been really instrumental in driving some of the discussions and such as the mentoring circles, he's kicked that off and he's got a lot of passion and energy and drive around it. So I'm very grateful to him. And coincidentally, he's from the Northwest, but I've never met him. So I think there's an assumption in the group that some of us who chat more frequently know each other, but actually we do. I hadn't met him at that point. I have met him since. Uh, bizarrely through one of the other, another initiative that I drive, which is the hashtag LinkedIn local, mm-hmm. um, which, which you can faster, big yeah. sponsor of. So thank you very much. Um, which is basically connecting people behind the LinkedIn profiles. So you'll see a theme that I'm a big advocate of connecting people and connecting networks and allowing people then to go off and support each other so nothing gives me more joy than when somebody on the career mum group says oh by the way I met face to face so and so the other day and they're going to connect me with someone in their business network and from that I'm going to get an opportunity and I just feel really um proud actually that somehow I've facilitated and contributed to that so the group um Just grew organically over the course of the year to what's now 3,000 members. And and like we've discussed, I see that continuing to grow. One thing I'd like to do a bit better is um, we've got lots of stay at home parents in the group, and sometimes they're quiet. And I think the working parents can be a bit more vocal. So, my appeal, I think, is for any stay at home parents if you're interested in joining the group and helping me admin that would be great because I'd love to see one of my missions is for um, a stay-at-home parent to feel a bit more empowered with their own personal development to recognise what they want to do and have some sort of plan for their next five and ten years so that it doesn't come to 15 years down the line and the children are starting to leave home and they're not sure what to do with themselves.
0: Yeah, it can be probably quite daunting, even yeah. the likes in the mentoring circles, because it immediately puts it in a Correlates mindset that your work. career,
1: yeah. Yeah. And actually, those mentoring circles, I'd love it if we have a mentoring circle for stay-at-home parents, You know how they can support and empower each other and what tools and you know beyond the parent discussion, if that makes sense. So what's in it for them? If I had been a stay-at-home parent for the last year, I would have still wanted to do my hashtag LinkedIn Local. I would have still wanted to come and um, be a very active participant at UK Fast with your mentoring programmes. I would have still been speaking on tech panels. So some of the things that um, were me from my corporate life, I would have wanted to bring into that personal life. And I think sometimes people think it's black and white and you can cut them off and then lose those connections. It sounds like you've
0: brought your work life and your, your work work you and real you together.
1: I think so. Um, so what's next for uh, Amanda? What's next for Amanda Newman? Well, I think I just want to try and balance um, the career mum alongside my career at Microsoft and and do what I'm committed to do there uh, and see how it goes, And as well as being a a good parent to my four children. So I'm still trying to find the um, time management aspects of that and make sure I commit enough time to my family. But I'm enjoying being a role model to my nine-year-old daughter and to my 13-year-old son, who's desperate to come down to the Reading Microsoft office. We've got a massive... um, minecraft xbox studio where and and you're welcome to bring your children to work and so i just need to coordinate that but you know i I, i'm enjoying inspiring my kids
0: really enjoyed our conversation this morning amanda and hearing about the plans for the future uh we'd love to hear from you the listeners in terms of what your thoughts were have we answered those burning questions so please log on to itunes and leave us a review and any other questions that that you want to hear um answers and advice on. You can email info at techmanchester.co.uk and hopefully uh, after today you'll get a better night's sleep. Thank you.